There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Let's go to work. If you came through that this morning, then that means you didn't come to play games. You came to go to work. Somebody said, Lord, I'm ready for your word. Come on, talk to me, church. Say, Lord, I'm ready to receive. I'm ready to grow. I'm ready to stretch into the greatness you've ordained for me. Look at the person on your left and your right, because this is the lowest you will ever see them again. And they're not doing bad, but this is the lowest they're ever going to be again. This is the least money they'll ever have. This is the least This is the least joy they'll ever have. And they're not doing bad, but you're seeing them at the bottom because God's taking them up to the top. If you believe that, put a shabak. That's a shout. Put a shout on that in this atmosphere. Hey, glory. Lift your Bibles out. Let's make the confession of faith together. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is the lamp to my feet and light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Remain standing for just a moment. I want us to pray today. We're going to look at several scriptures, but I want us to pray today. Father, we pray that over these next few moments, you speak to us with clarity. You speak to us with power. I pray that every question we walked in here with, that you'd answer it for us today. I decree and declare nothing, and I mean nothing, is interfering with the flow of your work today. I declare that our spirits are open and ready to receive. I decree and declare that our minds are alert and ready to receive. And when we hear, we're going to obey. We've got the spirit of Nikael. That's where we get our English word Nike, which means just do it. We've got the spirit to get it done today. I declare greatness over the life of everybody under the sound of my voice. Not average, not regular. I declare greatness now. In the name of Jesus, we pray that every decision that's getting ready to be made in person and online that those decisions father would be unhindered meaning the devil wouldn't stop them fear wouldn't stop them the thought that they don't need you wouldn't stop them but today decisions are going to be made for people to become christians and recommit themselves to you we call forth a great harvest now in jesus name everybody in the church said hallelujah 
You can grab a seat this morning. I want to start this new series with this message and preach from this topic for a little bit. Greatness starts with G-O-D. Say greatness starts with God. Now, God here is not just God in the sense that it is God's name because God is, in fact, not God's name. God comes from a 6th century Germanic term, Gudan, which means source. God isn't God's name. God's name uh, in Hebrew is Yahweh. His full name, Yadheh Y-H-W-H in Scripture. Every time you see the words L-O-R-D capitalized, that is Yadheh In English, it translates to Jehovah. That's his name. And what I love about it is that the Jews knew that the name was so powerful that they wouldn't utter the name. They'd just call it the name because they knew every time they said the name something powerful was going to happen I need you to know your God is not weak I need you to know your God is not slack. I need you to know that your God is sovereign. That means that, watch this, God has the ability to turn anything the way he wants for it to go. I need you to know that your God is king of kings and he's lord of lords. He's the great I am. He's the God that stepped into nothing and created everything. He's the God that steps into the impossible and makes it possible. He's the God that takes the improbable and he makes it probable. He is the God. Would you look at your neighbor and say, my God is big. That's what he is. But today, in today's message, it's not God as a title. It is an acronym, G-O-D. And I want you to get this. We're starting this new series today called GOAT. That's a pop culture acronym for the greatest of all time. Say that with me. The greatest of all time. Great appears in the Bible over 1,100 times in one form or another. And here's what it means. It means unusual, first rate, very good, more than, mighty, and far beyond average. I'm going to say it again because it missed it. It means, watch this, it means unusual. You are not supposed to be like everybody else. Your marriage ain't supposed to be like everybody else's. Your finances ain't supposed to be like everybody else's. It's supposed to be unusual. And normally when we say unusual, it has a negative connotation, but not when you're talking about Jesus. When you're talking about Jesus, unusually is you swimming in a boat, I'm walking on the water. Tell me, when you're talking about Jesus, watch this. You're going to the eye doctor. I'm making mud pies, and the blind are now able to see. When we're talking unusual with God, it's something of greatness. Somebody say, I'm supposed to be unusual. It means first rate. First rate means the very best. It means very good, more than. It means mighty and far beyond average. Hear me and hear me clearly. God did not create you to be average. Average means you're just like everybody else. You are supposed to be the one that when people look at you, they say it's something different about them. It's something first rate about them. It's something unusual about them. It's something very good about them. It's something more than, more than what? More than the hell that I've been through. If you knew what your neighbor had been through, you'd realize they're already walking in greatness because they're more than what their mama was, more than what their bloodline was, more than the betrayal they went through, more than the hell that they went through. Greatness was a promise that God made to a man named Abraham, later named Abram in the Bible. It's seen here in Genesis 12, 1 through 3. He says, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and I will make your name. What? Great. Say it. What? So here we go. Great nation. Then, In other words, just everything attached to you is going to be great. In other words, God says, watch this, in this series, God says, everything that's attached to you that's not great got to come up. 
You're not listening to me. Everything attached to you that's not great has got to come up. Everything attached to you that's not more than has got to come up. Some of you complaining about the hand you were dealt, and God says it's about to come up. Some of you complaining that you don't have friends in your corner, and God says I needed you to see you could do it by yourself so that, watch this, when the people come into your life, they'll qualify to be there and not just be there by default. Everything about you has got to come up. I'll make you a great nation. I'll bless you and make your name great. Who's going to make your name great? God, not you. <laughs> watch this. He says, so that you will be a what? Blessing. And look, watch verse 3. This shouts me. I'll bless those who bless you. I like how English standard says it. And if they dishonor you, <clears throat> I will curse them. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. I need you to just take a pause for the cause for just a minute. Because I used to sometimes get really heated when people would dishonor me. After it is that I had now fed them. I had now spoken life into them. I had now cared for them. I now lifted them. And then I read it in the English standard. And the English standard says, if they dishonor you, I got them. Can I tell you, don't worry about getting even. Can I tell you, don't worry about getting mad. God says their life is going to be a report card. Because for every time they dishonored you, every time they disrespected you, Every time they lied to you, I got them. Would you slap your neighbor high five? Say, God's got them. Try the other neighbor. That's the wrong one. Say, God's got them. I, I ain't worried about what they doing, who they talking to, what they doing. God says, if they dishonor you, if they don't put some respect on your name, if they don't. Ah. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be Blast. Now, you might say, Bishop, uh, why does this matter to, to me? Well, what do I care what God told Abraham? He wasn't talking to me. Let me help you because you need some help. Galatians 3.29. And if you are Christ, say, if I'm a Christian, says, and if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring. So if I'm a Christian, that means, watch this, I'm Abraham's what? What does it say? Heirs according to what? Promise. What promise? The one we just read. You better hear me and hear me clearly. So Genesis 12 is really written to you and I. So let's read it in context of you. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord said to say your name. Watch this. Don't be, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you real talk, got it? Because when you say get from your country, some of you may think, you may take it literally and say I need to move from the United States. That ain't what I mean. Watch this. He said, watch this. Uh, get from your country and your kindred and your father's house. He says, start getting used to breaking curses. Now the Lord said to what? Say your name. Uh, uh, get used to breaking curses. Get used to being misunderstood by family because you're going to be the one that sets your family free. Come here. And I will make of, say your name, a great nation, meaning everything attached to, say your name, everything about you is going to be great. You know what they're going to call you? You're just so grand. You're just doing so much. You just think you're all that. Baby, I don't think I'm all of that. I read the promise, and the promise said I'm all of that. And if you don't like it, that's your problem. If you, I'm not coming down, come down for what? Yeah, and I will bless, say your name. And I will make, say your name. Great. He didn't say he'd give you a title. He said he'd make your name great, which means when they hear foreman, they're going to say, great, 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 great. Shut up. You better say your name. Put it in the atmosphere. God says when they hear that name, they're going to think something great. When they hear that name, they're going to start moving stuff around. When they hear that name, they're going to change the deal. When they hear that name, things are going to begin to change. There's something about the name Jesus, but come here, Bible. There's something about your name. Yeah. 
Watch. I'll bless those who bless you. In other words, watch this. It's to your advantage to bless me. Would, would, would you touch your neighbor and say, you don't have a clue who you sit next to? It's to your advantage to bless me. You ain't doing me no favor. You're getting yourself blessed. And, and if you come to me incorrectly, I ain't got to check you. I ain't got to meet with you. You better know God says I'm going to handle anybody and everybody. See, some of y'all, some of y'all are so big on trying to prove a point to people. Oh, now I'm going to tell them, no, they said this. Now I'm going to do this. Now I'm going to do this. And you better learn how to shut your mouth and be great. Mm. One of the things greatness knows how to do is shut its mouth and let the Lord fight its battles, which means you can talk what you want to talk, but before the month is over, God's going to shut the mouth. I said before the month is over, God's going to shut the mouth of every critic, shut the mouth of every enemy, shut the mouth of every hater, shut the mouth of every doubter. And if you believe it, put a praise on it there. He says, and if they dishonor you, I'm going to curse them. It means make them empowered to fail. And in you, who? All the families of the earth shall be blessed. So when God says that to Abraham, who's he talking to? Us. Why? Because we're heirs according to that promise. Wow. No longer do you have to apologize for wanting more. No longer do you have to feel guilty because you don't want to struggle. Come here. No longer do you have to feel wrong because you say, I'm not tolerating no mess just because we family. Y'all ain't talking. No longer do you have to settle for average when great has been made available. And this ain't for everybody, but this is just for some of us. If you decided that in 2019, I ain't taking nothing but great, I just need you to stand up on your feet one time and turn around. Why? Because things are turning around for great. Things are turning around for greatness for me. Slap somebody high five and say, I know that's right. Be seated. Here it is. So greatness then starts with God. It's an acronym. Remember, here's the first one. Godly. John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. Watch this. And the Word was with God. And the Word was God. Look at me. God and His Word are one. So watch this. To be godly is to put His Word, that's the Bible, above your HPTs. Well, it's my HPTs, bishops. Your habits, your patterns, your traditions. Your habits, your patterns, your traditions. What are my habits, bishop? It's things, the things you do without thinking. What are your patterns? The same decision-making routine. Hmm. What are your traditions? The stuff that you were handed down. Okay? Stuff that you saw. Got it? If you grew up in the South, there's a tradition in the formal living room. The couch has plastic on it. Now, if you didn't grow up in the South, you don't know about that tradition. So somebody from the South will look at you and say, what a plastic. Somebody from the North will say, what plastic are you talking about? Why? It's a tradition that's been handed down. As you grew up in the South, Sundays after church, you had Sunday dinner. Women cooked. Come here. 
They wouldn't even let the men in there. He could make the tea, but that's probably about it. Got it? If you didn't come up with that tradition, it wasn't handed down. Mr. Boone, what are you trying to say? Watch this. Mark 7, 13. I'm going to help your neighbor. Say, I got to be godly. Let me tell you what gets in the way of you being like God. Mark 7, 13. Thus, making the word of God, uh, watch this, by your tradition, which you've handed down, and many such things you do. Let me read it again. Thus, making void the word of God. So watch this. You say, but I'm the head and not the tail. Except for your patterns. Your patterns make you the tail. I'm blessed. Except for your traditions because you act like you're cursed. Well, I'm healed. Except for your habits because you won't change your eating so you can stay healed. Y'all not talking. Mark 7, 13. Thus making the void, the word of God, by your tradition that you've handed down. And he says, there's many such things you do. Many people have a form of godliness, but their HPTs, habits, patterns, and traditions. Watch this. You hear me, church? They are idols. The Bible talks a lot about idol worship and, and worshiping false gods and all that. And many folks, if I said to you, do you know you're an idol worshiper? You'd say no. I'd say, are you, are you an idolater? You'd say no. I said, do you worship false gods? No, I believe in Jesus. Mm -mm. Except for your habits, patterns, and traditions. They're idols. Because you hold what somebody told you as, as watch this, as an absolute directly contradicting what he said. It's amazing because on Wednesday, I answered a question right from the word. And there were still some people who were like, well, I don't agree. Well, you don't have a choice to not agree because what the word says. But when you got an HPT, that's your IDOL, you will look at truth and say, I want my tradition, not his truth. Come here. I want what I know, not what he said, which is why there are so many people that have a form of godliness, but they deny or never experience his power. What's his power? Which is manifestation. Why? Because they're religious, not godly. You can be religious and not godly. You talk to talk, you walk to walk, you hear cut out of outside, you do this, you miss a bitch, you super rude, you hum the, you buck, you jive, you know when to shout, you know when to stand, you know when to sit, you know how to say bless the Lord, you know how to say grace, but you just never experience grace because you can be religious but not godly. Our habits, our patterns, our traditions. Can I tell you where you got it from? You got it from your mama and daddy. And they mamas and daddies. That's what the Bible always speaks generationally because you are not you. You are the sum accumulation of habits, of patterns, and traditions that have been passed down over the last three to four generations, the Bible says. So who you think you are is actually what somebody decided for you to be. Oh, but today, would you just watch this? Don't touch your neighbor. Lay your hands on yourself. Say, I am the interruption to the dysfunction. Yeah, yeah. You're the one that's going to see manifestation like nobody else has seen. Because you're the one that's going to break free of your habits, break free of your patterns, break free of your traditions. If you believe it, shout yeah. Here's 2 Timothy 3, 5. Having the appearance of godliness but denying its power. Watch what the Bible says. Avoid such people. It, 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 what's the Bible saying? He says, he, says, he says, they talk to talk. They just don't walk to walk because their habits, patterns, and traditions, that's what they believe. Not what God's word says. 
they believe the pattern that says, I don't make good decisions. They believe the pattern that says, I have to struggle all my life. They believe the pattern that says, nobody's perfect, so I have to tolerate half, oh God, excuse me, half tail relationships. Watch this. If, if you saw, watch this, if you saw dysfunction coming up, you now have, a, watch this, a habitual attraction to dysfunction. So function looks scary because it doesn't fit with my tradition. Ah! If you're used to always hustling to get stuff and not hustling in a good way, but hustling in a negative way, when you can finally make an honest living, something seems wrong with it because I don't know how to do this because it breaks with my habits and my patterns and my traditions. And so I don't know how to do life like this. Some of you, you've ruined great relationships because there was no fighting. And you were so used to drama all the time and so used to uh, lifetime movies all the time that you didn't know how to get with it. But your neighbor, your neighbor, your neighbor, your neighbor, your neighbor is going to be the woman that says, I break my habits, patterns, and traditions. Being godly means I let his word break my habits, patterns, and traditions so they don't break me. You missed it. The word has to break some stuff. Okay. Otherwise, that stuff will break you. Because his word is my everything. Why is it my everything? Because it's him. In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was God. So when I let his word say, stop that. Don't say it like that. Don't act like that. See, for some of you, you have a pattern. Watch this. You have a pattern of hurting yourself. And what you do is you drag yourself up, you schedule appointments with discouragement, appointments with depression, appointments with drama, appointments with rejection, appointment, appoint, you schedule appointments with the very thing that hurts you because it's your H, your P, and your T. So what happens is, is then God says, I'm trying to get the word to you so you can be godly, but you've got something above the word. You have your habits, patterns, and traditions above the word. So that's why you don't experience my power or my manifestation because the truth be told is while you have me, you won't let me break that. But your neighbor. Listen, listen, let me, let me just prophesy to somebody. Your role. I need you to make sure you're on a roll full of people that are responding to this the right way. Because if you're on a roll full of people that are not responding to this the right way, it's okay. You got an opportunity to swap seats because everybody on your roll, watch this, from this day forward is going to be godly. That doesn't mean perfect. It just means, Lord, use your word to break my habits, break my patterns, and break my traditions. Here's the O. Greatness begins with who? God. But is it an acronym? G is godly. Here's the O. Obedience. So now, I put his word above my habits, patterns, and traditions. But then now, I have to obey his word. Obedience to God's word, watch this, obedient, is, is, is in fact obedience to God. So when you come to harvest and hear the word, you're hearing God. So stop chasing a voice when you've been given a verse. So many people are, oh, I'm just waiting on the Lord, waiting on the Lord. And God is like, oh my God. So what did you do Sunday? What did you do Wednesday? What did you do Monday night? What you want is a personal burning bush visitation, and those are rare. Touch your neighbor, say, ain't no bush burning. And say, if it is, call the fire department. 
Okay, watch this. When we obey, now I know obedience is a dirty word these days. God, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but it explains some people's lives. Yeah, yeah. When we obey, we obtain the same promise that was made to Abraham. And here's obedience. Obedience simple. When I know better, I do better. Here's Hebrews 10.36. For you have need of endurance so that, watch this, when you have done, oh, uh, New King James says, after you have done the will of God, you may receive what's promised. Check this out, church. Many people have this thought. I'm going to do what I want and still want the promise. Okay? And I know we do this with God because we do it in church. I know we do this with God because we do it at work. I know we do it at God because we do it in life. Got it? It's like if I don't want to do it, I'm not doing it. I have my own truth. I got my own life. You're not the boss of me. And God says, and that's why you're broke. That's why you're stressed. That's why you have lack. That's why, you, that's why none of your relationships work. That's why your life is a report card because you're the boss of you. So you get to be the boss of you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I can look at people with cycles of dysfunction and then watch this. When I study their HPTs, I understand why they're dysfunctional. Sometimes you have to be a forensic anthropologist. Sometimes when people start telling you their sad stories, you need to sit back and look at their HPTs. And say, well, oh, I understand why your life is that way. Makes sense. It's quiet in the church. Okay, 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 watch this. And here's how we got to look at it, church. I know this point doesn't shout us, so the last one will shout us, okay? It's not that we have to obey God's word. Watch this. We get to. Great people say, I'm great. great. You don't sound like me to say, I'm great. great. Say it like Tony the Tiger. I'm great. <laughs> Watch. Great people live from get to's, not have to's. A great person says, I get to go to the meeting. A sloppy, lazy nobody says, I have to go to the meeting. I, get, I have to. I. I says, I have to go to, I got to go to church. No, I get to go. I talked to a pastor yesterday, and, or an uh, associate pastor yesterday and, uh, at a church, and they were saying, oh, no, I, I have to be there at 1030. I said, excuse me? I said, well, you don't, I said, you don't know me like that, so let me just help you understand. I said, no, sir, you get to. I said, out of 7 billion people, he picked you to have the privilege of serving him? You ain't doing him no favors. Don't ever get it twisted. Somebody say, I get to. So watch this. When you're great, I get to be blessed. I get to be great. I get to be a blessing. I get to use my life to change the lives of other people. I don't have to do nothing. I don't got to do nothing. I get to do something. Somebody say, that's what great people do. You get to be the one that's going to do it the first in your bloodline. You get to be the one, watch this, that's going to be the first in your family. You get to be the one that's, watch this, going to be the first amongst your friends. That's why even in your friend group, you never quite fit in because you're the one that's going to stand at the front to lead. Y'all better hear me. See, I get to. And notice what Hebrews 10.36 says. After I do it, then I obtain. And there's the issue many people have because we're waiting on a promise that's not yet been processed. We're waiting on God to do something, and God says, listen, I have financial breakthrough right here, but you won't come up off the tithe. So no breakthrough for you, no soup for you, no breakthrough for you until I get what I asked for. Okay? Some of you, watch it. It's quiet right there. 
Okay? Some of you come to church, and there's stuff you heard in the message, and you say, I need to do that. I need to do that. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I need to do it. I need to do it. And you still didn't do it. And so you're like, God, where's the promise? Where's manifestation? Where's that? And God says, it's here. Right here. Right here. But until you do what I said, come on, let's go old school. If my people who are called by my name would seek my face and humble themselves and turn from their wicked ways. In other words, God says, I'm not doing nothing until you do what I said. Wouldn't it be a shame if you died with a whole lot of stuff on layaway? Come here. Wouldn't it be a shame if you died and there was a whole lot that was supposed to be in your hands that was only in his hand because you would not obey? I'm going to need you to shake your neighbor one more game and just say, obey, 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 obey. And I got to do it not when I want to, not when I feel like it, but every day, all day. I know you don't want to forgive him. Obey. I know you don't want to give it. Obey. I know you don't want to try again. Obey. Which leads into the final. Greatness starts with who? God. It's an acronym. What's the first one? Godliness. Second one, obedience. Third one, and I'm done, decisions. Check it. Obedience to the word we hear must be immediate. And this is where we mess up. I'm going to show you something. It's going to rock your world. Because your decision to obey takes you out of delay. So question, what word have you not decided to obey that you know but you haven't yet obeyed? You already know to do it. And the thing about your neighbors, your neighbor's smart, and they just play dumb in the movie. Right. Look at your neighbor and say, you're very smart. Very smart. Teach them a new word. Say, you're extremely erudite. E-R-U-D-I-T-E -E for my note taker. Watch. But sometimes we play like we don't know. And if there's one thing that really makes me want to snap, crack, or and pop, is when people play like they don't know. I was somewhere on the other night, and I walked in, and some people played like they didn't know. And I snapped, crackled, and popped. It took me a few minutes to come up out that. Y'all going to act like y'all don't know? <laughs> you going to act like you don't know how this is supposed to work? Huh? Here's, here's the thing. I need y'all to hear me. I need, need y'all to hear me. Oh, I said, I said, if it's one thing that makes God turn his head, he loves you. Touch your name say he loves you. But when you be acting like you don't know, he like, this son of mine, this daughter of mine, why are they acting like they don't know? Why are they not anticipating an attack? Why are they not acting like they already know the enemy's trying to come and mess with them? Why are they acting brand new? Think it not strange when you fall into diverse temptation, trials, and tribulations. Why are you acting like you didn't know? Why are you always on the verge of a breakthrough and, and you act like you don't know hell's going to let stuff loose? Why is it that you act like you don't know that when the enemy needs to stop you from walking by faith, he creates people problems so you can get offended because faith works by love. And if faith works by love, if I get out of love and get into offense, my faith stops working. Why are you acting brand new? It's quiet here. When people act brand new, it makes you lose trust in them. You're like, well, if I have known this, I could just start it over for real. Thought I was building something with you. Say amen to that. Look at this, Job 22, 28. You will, if you read this in King James, the new King James, it says you shall decree a thing and it be established. Here's a better translation, the English Standard Version. It says you will decide on a matter. 
and it will be established for you. Then light's going to shine on your path. You know why you don't know how to do it? Because you haven't actually decided to. You don't know how to do it when you decide to do it. You don't know how to do it yet because you haven't actually decided to do it. There's some things we just haven't decided to do. We're waiting to get the how before we make the decision to. Oh, my God. There's certain things you haven't decided to do. Like, you haven't decided to forgive. That's why you don't know how you're going to do it. Because you haven't actually decided to do it. It's quiet in here. You haven't decided, watch this, to, to put God first in your finances. That's why you don't know how you're going to do it. You haven't decided, watch this, to drama-proof your marriage. You haven't decided, you can take all that back out there. We don't do that in here. And my house shall be called a house of prayer. <laughs> As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So you take you and all that attitude right back up out there and come back and try this again. You haven't decided your children are going to break curses. That's why they look cursed. Y'all not talking. You haven't decided that you're going to be the head and not the tip. You haven't decided anything, which is why you don't know how you're going to get anything done. What today? I think there's some people in this atmosphere that have decided I'm coming off of delay and I'm making some decisions. Not on Monday. I'm making some decisions. Holler right now. I decide to be great. I decide not to be lacking. I decide not to be broke, busted, and disgusted. I decide not to be depressed. I decide not to be discouraged. I have decided. Genesis 12, 4. Watch this. Watch this. I'm doing best I can. Watch this. Genesis 12, 4. So Abram went as the Lord, what? Told him. Say he obeyed. And Lot went with him. We'll deal with that some other time. Abram was how old? 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Now 915, can we do a little uh, forensic theology? Okay. Uh, because the way the Bible, God is such an awesome father that even when you all totally out of line, he'll still cover you. I need us to take 30 seconds and thank him that he's the God that covered us. When we watch this, uncovered ourselves. I need you. I need you. I need you. I need you to give him glory that he's the God that covered you. He didn't expose you. He didn't drop you. He didn't throw you away. He didn't put your business on Facebook. He didn't put your business on Instagram. He didn't let the finances get as bad as they could have. He didn't let your credit get as messed up as it should have been. He didn't let that sickness kill you. He didn't let that disease take I need you to give him. Somebody holler, thank you, Jesus. Watch this. Be seated. Here it is. Watch. Genesis 12, 4 doesn't tell the full story, 915. Why not? Acts 7 and 2. We got a couple minutes, so let's go to Acts 7 and 2. I want to be a forensic uh, theologian today. Theology, study of God. Let's do it. Okay. And Stephen said, I want you to read it. One, two, ready, read. Right there, brothers and fathers. One, two, ready, read. Hear me. Before he lived in Haran. You see that? When did God first say it to him? Before he lived in Haran. Now, let's, let's go to work. Let's go to Genesis 11 and 31. When did God originally make the promise? Before he lived where? In Haran. Before he did what? Before he lived where? Okay. Let's read this verse. Genesis 11 and 31. Terah, that's Abraham's daddy, took his son and locked the son of Haran, his grandson, and Sarai, his daughter, who would later be Sarah, Abraham's wife, 
daughter-in-law, his son, Abram's wife. And they went forth together from Ur of the Chaldeans to go into the land of Canaan. But when they came to what? Haran, they what? Settled there. Wait a minute. When did God originally tell him the promise? Before he was in Haran. What did he do anyhow? Go to Haran. No, 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 no. Go to Genesis 12. One, two, three. All right. Let me show you something. Can I show you something? Okay. Because I need you to catch this. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country, your kindred, your father's house to the land. I will show you. Next verse. And I'll make of you a great nation. I'll bless you. Make your name great so that you'll be a blessing. Next verse. I'll bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse and you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. You missed what just happened. God originally told him before he ever moved to Haran. Which means Abraham didn't obey for approximately 60 years. So he spent his life in Haran. What's Haran? A dry place. Wow. He spent his life in a dry place because he delayed his obedience. Haran means parched. Watch this. He was living, but he was, watch this, so dissatisfied with the quality of life that he had. But he just went through the motions because he said, I guess life ain't going to get no better than this because I'm in Haran. And the only reason he was in Haran is because he did not obey what God said before he got there. So the Bible says in Genesis 12, that verse number 4, that he obeys when he's approximately 75 years old. Which means God first spoke to him when he was about 15. Ah, so for 60 years, he wastes his life talking about God, when is it going to change? God, when is it going to get better? Lord, do it. Lord, do it. Lord, do it. And God says, nothing's changing because you have not made a decision to obey me and obey me quickly. But here's what I love about the text. Say, what's that, Bishop? God gave him another chance. And I don't know who I came to preach to today in the middle of a snowstorm at 9.15. But I'm here to tell you, God says, I told you once and you didn't obey. So I'm here to let you know you ain't, you still got another chance. It's not over. It's not done yet. Somebody say, I got another chance. There's some stuff you've refused to do. Because you were too fearful to do it. You're too scared to do it. You're too worried to do it. There's some people you knew you needed to cut off. You still haven't done it. There's some people you knew you needed to apologize to. You still haven't done it. There's some seed you knew you needed to put in the ground, and it's still in your bank account. Y'all not saying nothing to me. And God says, you have been wasting your years dry. Oh, but I came to speak it into somebody's life. That your drought is just about over. I don't know who I'm preaching to, but I know I'm talking to somebody. I'm here to tell you, your drought is just about over. You ain't going to be dry emotionally. You're not going to be dry financially. You're not going to be dry relationally. You're not going to be dry spiritually. Matter of fact, I smell rain. Would you look at somebody and say, I smell rain? Watch. He, he, he wasted 60 years. So when we look at him finally having Isaac all those years later, when we look at him having Isaac all those years later, what's significant about it, watch this, is that you say, oh, it's a miracle because God gave him a child and he's 99. That's a rebuke. God didn't have to do that. I told you I smelled rain. God didn't have to do that. Look at your neighbor and say, God didn't have to do that. 
There's certain miracles you need, and the only reason you need them is because you defied his directive. Say, so isn't that amazing that God gave him a child in 99 and all that? And God is like, no, it's not amazing. I only had to do that because he didn't listen to me for 60 years. And I didn't change. Watch this. Here's your shout. And I didn't change my mind about it. I need you to give God glory. Watch this. That he hasn't changed his mind about you. Watch this. And he knows that there's parts of you that have still not decided. He didn't change his mind about you. Look at somebody say he didn't change his mind about you. Why, why did he delay for so long, Bishop? I'll tell you why. His daddy, his habits, <laughs> patterns, <laughs> traditions. You know what his daddy's name means? Watch this. You, you ready for this? Watch how God works this word. You ready for this? I said, you ready for this? See, God wanted Abram to be the goat. Greatest. You know what his daddy's name means, Tara? Wild goat. Which means he says, he should have been, but he wouldn't be. You about to get the blessing that your bloodline should have got. You about to get the breakthrough your bloodline should have had. You're about to possess what they could have possessed. You're about to be, watch this, there's a position about to open for you that was actually for somebody else. But because they were so wild, they wouldn't be tame. They wouldn't obey. They wouldn't decide. They didn't get it. And then his, his daddy's name means loiterer. You ever been to 7-Eleven or a convenience store and they said no loitering? You know what that means? No standing outside of the, I'm about to run. No standing outside of the door and not walking through the door. Abraham didn't know how to walk through doors because his daddy was a loiterer. His daddy talked about what he was going to be but he never saw his daddy do nothing. And I'm going to tell you, you're the one in your bloodline that ain't talking the talk no more. You're the one in your bloodline that's walking the walk. You're the one that's breaking the curses. Somebody say, I'm that one. Shout it again, I'm that one. Say, I'm that one. Say it again, I'm that one. Say, I'm that one. He stood outside the door. And he never, ever walked in it so when it was time for him to obey he's like I don't know how to do it I know it's good cause some of y'all your fear ain't your fear it's your bloodline's fear your stress ain't your stress. It's your mama's them stress. It's your daddy's them stress. It's your friends. It's your coworkers' stress. You're stressed about people who aren't going anywhere, aren't doing anything because they're loiterers. They stand outside the door. They talk, talk for days. They talk game for days, but they never do anything. But you, you're the one that God says, you're going to do something. If you believe that, just say, I'm going to do something. I'm, say it again. Say, I'm going to do something. Listen. Greatness starts with God. Godliness, obedience, a decision. He never did it. He never did it, y'all. Because he looked at his daddy and he saw a pattern of behavior 
that never crossed into. How long are you going to be on the plantation? Talking about, Lord, give us free. And God says, where are the shackles? What's holding you back? What's stopping you? I'm just so scared. I'm scared of what? You've already beaten statistics. The next door just seems so The next door just seems so scary because there's a great and effective door open and there are many adversaries. You're not used to a door you got to fight to walk in. Now you're in anxiety, you're in stress, you're worried, you're this, you're that. Am I in anybody's business? And I God, what about this? What about that? God, I don't know what to do. And you pray and heaven says nothing. Notice the Bible doesn't record God said anything else to Abram except he repeated his original instruction. Ah, God. He didn't say anything new for 60 years. He repeated his, my, I'm, I'm about to, Jesus Christ. If I throw the mic, that means y'all sing something. He never gave something new. He repeated his original instruction. Isn't that amazing? And what does the Bible call Abraham? The father of our faith. Isn't that amazing? He never told you the part where he didn't listen for 60 years. You have to look at it like we just looked at it. He buried it just like he's burying your past. Just like he's burying your screw-ups. Just like he's burying your, maybe you ain't got none, so you ain't excited. But for those of us that have got a past, got some failures, got some mistakes, got some crazy stuff that we've done, somebody shout, he's burying my yesterday. I said shout it, say he's burying my yesterday.
Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.